السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله قال رب شحلي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفطه قولي اللهم زدنا علما الحديث الأربعون عن أبي عن عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال أخذ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بمنكبي فقال كن في الدنيا كأنك غريب أو عابر السبيل وكان ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما يقول إذا أمسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح وإذا أصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء وخذ من صحتك لمرضك ومن حياتك so this hadith is narrated by Ibn Umar radiallahu an and his name was Abdullah, the son of Sayyidina Umar. May Allah be pleased with both of them. He said that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he took me by my shoulder and he said be in this world as though you were a stranger or a wayfarer. And Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, he used to say that in the evening do not expect to live until the morning. And in the morning, you would say, do not expect to live until the evening. Take advantage of your health before times of sickness. And take advantage of your life before death. Rawahul Bukhari. So the first thing here is in this hadith is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam akhada Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bimanki bayya that he took Ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar on his shoulder. And this shows you that is drawing the attention of Abdullah ibn Umar. And if someone wants to draw your attention, then they tap you on your shoulder, correct? They put their hand on the shoulder, then you will obviously turn around, you will look what's happening. So he does this to grab his attention. And this says that Abdullah ibn Umar, at this time, he was still quite young. More or less the age of 12 years old. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, Kun fi dunya ka'annaka gharib, aw abiru sabir. Right, so be in this dunya as a stranger or a wayfarer. What does this mean? So what this means is that, be in this dunya like you are a traveler. Know that you are going to leave this dunya. You're not going to be here forever. You're not going to live in this dunya forever. You're going to leave. <coughs> so don't make this dunya into your heart. That's what this hadith is teaching us. Don't make this dunya something that you put all your effort into this dunya and you forget the akhirah. Right? This dunya is just but a place of going past. You're just bypassing the dunya. And this, the author says here, this is of the greatest advices that can be given to a human being, and especially a believer. 
and know that insan that your life or our life or the life of insan started with started in Jannah and then and who is this referring to? it's referring to Nabi Nabi Adam and Hawa where were they? they were in Jannah and then what happens to them? وَنَزَلَ إِلَى هَذِي الْأَرْضِ And then they were sent down to this earth as what? Or what, what was happening at this earth? It was a test. And like that, all of us, we are going to go through tests in this dunya. Some are going to go through big tests. Some are going to go through medium tests. And some are going to go through very easy tests. But know that all of us are going to go through what? We are going to go through some forms of test. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says That we will most definitely test you بشيئم with something of من الخوف from fear والجور and hunger Right? وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقَسٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ And some form of loss of wealth. Right? We all look around us. We've been in this pandemic for what? Nearly eight months? Some countries were longer. And many people, they lost their jobs. Many people lost their income. But this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. And this doesn't affect us as believers. Yes, we're going to go through difficulty. If you were someone, you were earning a certain amount, and now it's cut in half, it's cut three quarter, it's obviously going to bring some sadness. It's obviously going to make you struggle. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say after this? وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِ And glad tidings to who? Glad tidings to the person that has patience. And what do they say? قَالُوا They say إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ That they say that from Allah do we come and to Allah is our return. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Alif la mim. Ahasib nas Does mankind think because that because they say that we believe that they won't be tested? No. We must all be tested. And who was tested the most? Right? Prophet Sallallahu and the Ambiya. They were tested the most. And they were the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Nuh. 950 years. How many people embrace his message? A few people. His own son disobeyed him. Nabi Lut. His wife disobeyed him. So every prophet they had some sort of tests. 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa They called him a magician. They called him a soothsayer. They called him a poet. They called him a madman. Right? Read the Quran. وما هو بقول شاعر قليلا ما تؤمنون ولا بقول كاهن قليلا ما تذكرون. ريد سورة حاقة. لإن. This was test. So never think that this dunya is just there for me to be good. Right? And wallahi we all go to test. And yes sometimes we're going to fail that test. But we rise up. We make tawbah, we make istighfar. We come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So know that there is going to definitely be tests. And also, this dunya, it differentiates between those people that believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with ikhlas, with sincerity, those people that don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They ascribe partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They follow any other religion but the deen of Islam. So this dunya is there also to differentiate between the haq and the batil. And sometimes it looks that batil is going to prosper. Sometimes it looks that batil is winning the war. Sometimes it looks that batil is they want the day. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ إِنَّ الْبَاطِلَ كَانَ زَهُقًا Say, O Muhammad, وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ And the truth has come. وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ And باطل has perished. For indeed باطل it perishes in its nature. Falsehood must go. Shirk, it's going to go. Innovations, it's going to go. It has to go. For every innovation, there is someone that's reviving the sunnah and calling to the sunnah. That's reality. It might look a little. It might look that we just say, group of people in a small center but a year ago what did we have? did we think of that? two years ago what was there? and see where we are now we don't know what's going to be in the future but this hadith just teaches us that know that this dunya it's not it's not easy Right? There's going to be tested. And wallahi, everyone is tested in different ways. Some people is tested with health. Today they're healthy, tomorrow they lose their eyesight. Some people is tested with children. Some have children, some don't have children. So they're in a circle where all their friends have kids, but they don't have kids. Is it this? And like that, every single person, no one, Right? No one on this dunya can say that Allah has not tested me in someone. Like we mentioned at the start, maybe a big test, a small test, but know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested you.
right? And then the author, he says that the Adam and Hawa, they were taken out of Jannah and they were tested. And then the author, he mentions that, right, we mentioned about Nabi Nuh already. So he brings also the story of Nabi Nuh or the years that Nabi Nuh lived. And he says that even if you're going to live for as long as Nabi Nuh lived, know that every time you're going to be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Sayyid um, Abdullah ibn Umar, he says, إِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَظِرْ الصَّبَحِ وَإِذَا أَصْبَحْتَ فَلَا تَنْتَظِرْ الْمَسَاءِ And so, Abdullah ibn Umar, he says that if in the evening, right, when you are in the evening, do not expect that you are going to live till the morning, and if you are in the morning, do not expect that you are going to live till the evening. Right? And this yani, proves that you need to be cognizant of death all the time. Because death can come to you at any time. How many people were fit and healthy today? When you look at them, or when you hear, they passed away. I'm sure all of us here, we must have had a situation or something where you met someone. You spoke to someone, someone came to visit you. Two, three hours after that, you get the call, that person passed away. We've all been through that. I remember the story, I was a bit younger. Right? My dad had some friends in Strand. And they phoned. Like so, right? They phoned to say that we're coming to visit. And we're going to come see your father, whatever, so that kids or whatever, they said that, um, yeah, it's fine, you can come. Daddy's in the room sleeping. When we reached Strand, we didn't know we walked into a Janai's house, the man passed away. So, <laughs> like that, right? You, we all find it. And this is why, never think that in the night I'm going to be alive tomorrow. And never think today that I'm going to live till tonight. And this is why Sayyidina Umar, he also says that at night, حَاسِبُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قَبْلَ أَن تُحَاسَبُوا وَزِنُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قَبْلَ أَن تُوزَنُوا Take stock of yourselves. Right? It's for all of us. Before stock is taken of us. And weigh your scales before your scales will be weighed. And this is for all of us. When we go to sleep at night, try not to have malice in your heart for the next person. It's not feel, right? You disagree with someone, right? We might disagree now. But that doesn't mean that we show hatred to each other. This doesn't mean that we must be upset with one another. We must call each other ugly names and that. No. We can differ. Right? But we differ with respect. And when we go sleep tonight, we don't have any malice because we don't know when Allah is going to take us away. We don't know when Allah is going to take them away. But the reality is, and this is the only guarantee you have in life, is death. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ That every soul 
is going to taste death. Right? And then the last part of the hadith وَخُذْ مِنْ صِحَّتِ لِمَرَدِكِ وَمِنْ حَيَاتِكِ لِمَوْتِكِ And take advantage right? Take advantage of your health before times of sickness. Right? You know when you were younger, then right, you were fit, you were strong. When you grew, grow older, you say, Yo, I can you remember when I could still do that hike? When I could cycle the August tour? When I could do this? I could play rugby, could play cricket. And now, right? So we should, and this for myself first, right? All of us, that we should look after our health. And, وَمِنْ حَيَاتِ and take advantage of your life before death. Live life to its fullest. Do good where you can. Enjoy life. Right? Obviously in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Hadithu Al-Hadi wa Arba'un An Abi Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As radiyallahu anhu Qala قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به حديث صحيح رويناه في كتاب الحجة بإسناد صحيح So this hadith hadith number 41 On the authority of Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, he said, the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, none of you truly believes until his desires are subservient to that which I have brought. Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he says that we have related it in Kitab al-Hujjah with a sahih chain of narrators. So this hadith is a Hassan hadith and some ulama they say this hadith is not sahih. However, they say that the ma'na, that the meaning of this hadith is sahih. So let's look at the meaning again. None of you truly believes until his desires are subservient to that which I have brought. Is correct? That none of you truly believe. You won't. You cannot call yourself a true believer until you don't submit, until your desires do not submit to that which Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam brought. Is this correct or not correct? It's correct. And this goes hand in hand with the verse where Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Fala wa Rabbika la yu'minun hatta yuhakimuka fi ma shajara bainahum." ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتَ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Right? فَلَا But no. By your Lord, لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ They can never have true faith. حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ 
until they make you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a judge between them. ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا أَنفُسِهِمْ Right? A judge in all the matters between them and find in themselves حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتَ وَيُسَلِّمُ تَسْلِيمَ And find in themselves understanding with no resistance against your decision and accept with full submission. Right? So this verse and this hadith they have the same meaning. And here, we did this before. The hadith is, La yu'minun. And this means that, La yu'min, it doesn't mean that the person is a kafir. But rather, what does it mean? It means that they have naqs in their iman. Understood? Right? So even the hadith, for example, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna habba ilayhi min walidi wa waladi wa nasi ajma'in. If someone doesn't, right, love the Prophet ﷺ, then there's a weakness in the iman. There's a naqs, a deficiency in the iman. Doesn't mean the person is a disbeliever. Understand? So it's the same here in this hadith. And we all know that a Muslim, that his iman is that he must love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So you must believe in Allah. You must believe in the malaika. You must believe in all the messengers. You must believe in all the books. You must believe in the Last day, Yawmul Akhir. And you must believe in what? In Qadha and Qadr. But then also, you will find, right, that Iman, it, what happens to your Iman? It fluctuates. Al-Iman Yazid wa Yankus. Iman, it goes up and it comes down. Correct? So, like that, your iman is never going to be the same. Right? Your iman is going to go up and your iman is going to come down. And this is also what this hadith is speaking about. Right? And this is why there's five categories or five things that the author brings. Right? He says, فَإِذَنْ هَاهُنَا كَمَا يَقُولُ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ إِنَّ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاءَ خَمْسَ no, not. Right? So he says the first one is Anal Iman Lisan. Right? And this is something important again that your Iman is on your tongue. And this category, right, is important. Aula Yani Al Lisan. But we know that this isn't sufficient. It is not sufficient just to say La ilaha illallah. So now the second category. And, right, so, And you must have actions as well. And you must believe in your heart. So three things. It goes hand in hand. You can't just say, I believe in Allah on your tongue, but in your heart you believe in something else, and your actions does not prove it. 
So, I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In my heart, it's, I act it on my tongue. And my actions prove. So what do I do? I make salah, I pay zakah, I fast in the month of Ramadan. Al-Amr bin Ma'roof wa Nahiyan bin Munkar. I enjoy what is good, I forbid what is evil. Correct? So all these things is proof that actions is part of my iman. What comes out of my tongue is part of my iman. And what's in my heart is also part of my iman. They, all three of them must be there. And know that also your iman yazidu bitta'atillah. That your iman, it goes up in the obedience of Allah. Wal imanu Right? Yankus bita'ati shaitan. And your iman, it decreases in the obedience of shaitan. Why is it in Ramadan you feel super pious? Right? You can do a lot of good. Shaitan is tired. I think it's more because your heart is firm towards the. Right? I mean, even you see people, subhanAllah, generally, they're not mutadayim people. Right? They're not people that, like for example, right? They might make salah and that, but generally they, not what you want, what we call like pious people. But in Ramadan, everyone is pious, right? So their iman is now increasing again. Very little obedience to shaitan, right? So. But then out comes the barantine and what happened? <laughs> the ta'a of shaitan also goes up. Right? And the ta'a obedience of Allah comes down. Right? But that's insan. And this is what this hadith is implying. That also your iman, it goes up. And it comes down. Right? But what this hadith is also saying to us, حَتَّى يَكُونَ هَوَاهُ تَبَعًا لِمَا جِئْتُ بِهِ Right, until he truly, right, until his desires are subservient to that which I have brought. So what is hawa? Hawa is مَا يَخْدَارُهُ مَرْءَ Right, that's something that a person, he comes with his own thoughts. And he follows his own desires. <laughs> right? And this, yeah, subhanAllah, right? <laughs> you find this in different aspects here in life. Right? Sometimes you find it with, for example, with regards to the sharia. Right? And here we're not specifically talking someone that is involved in innovations and that. Right? For example, someone is a liberalist. Someone follows this whole LGBT organization. This is all following the Hawa. Sometimes someone believes in gay rights, lesbian rights, and it's all following the desires. And we should stay away from this. And we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, must make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He never makes us of those. He never makes us of those that follow out. That follows the desires, but that we follow the teachings that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with. Al-Hadith thani wa arba'un. The 42nd Hadith 
And this is the last hadith of the book. And Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala Allahu ta'ala Yabna Adam inna kama da'utani wa rajawtani ghafartu laka ala ma kana minka wala ubali Yabna Adam law balagta dhunubuka ananas sama thumma stawfartani ghafartu laka Yabna Adam innaka لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا ثم لا ثم لقيتني لا تشرك بي شيئا لأتيتك بقرابها موفرة رواه ترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح أتس حديث نمبر 42 أو لاس حديث on the authority of Anas radiallahu anhu, he said that I heard Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Allah the Almighty has said, O son of Adam, as long as you invoke me and ask of me, I shall forgive you for what you have done. And I shall not mind. O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky and you then ask for my forgiveness from me, I would forgive you. O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, and were you to then to face me, ascribing no partners with me, I would bring your forgiveness nearly as great as it too. This hadith is found in the Jami of Imam At-Tirmidhi. And what a beautiful hadith too in the book. So, write this hadith. The first part, this is a hadith Qudsi. So Allah says, Yabna Adam. And what is meant here? Al-Maqsood bi Ibn Adam, Una al-Muslim alladhi ittaba'a risala rasul alladhi arsala ilayh. Right? So Yabna Adam here means that it's addressing everyone that a rasul was sent to. So for example, Right? Nabi Musa was sent to his people. Because it is them also. Nabi Isa was sent to his people. And then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent to the whole of mankind. So it is addressing everyone. Yabna Adam, inna kama da'utani wa rajawtani ghafartu laka ala ma kana minka wala ubali. O son of Adam, as long as you invoke me, if you ask to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dua to Allah, and you ask of him, he says that I shall forgive you for what you have done, and I don't mind. So ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? what does Allah say in the Quran? Qul ya ibadi. O oh, my beloved slaves, Alladina, O Kulia Ibadi, Alladina, Asrafu, Allah Amfusihim, La Taconatumi Rahmatilla. O my beloved slaves, that transgressed themselves, right? They sinned. 
They did everything that was wrong. Day in and day out, they were sinning. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. إن الله for indeed Allah يغفر الذنوب جميعا. That Allah He forgives all sins. Right? So whatever wrong you did, right? Allah is going to forgive you. And He doesn't think about it or so. Like you know, mankind, you do something wrong to a human being, what happens? You ask him for math, he might forgive you, but yo, who come with ignorance to your forgiveness? Why must I forgive him? Right? Yeah. No, exactly. I'm gonna get him on kiyama. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, is not like that. And this is why we are encouraged. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ Right? Hasten to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives your sins. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, أَتَّائِبُ مِنَ الذَّنْبِ Right? The one that seeks tawbah, he makes tawbah from his sins. كَمَا لَا كَمَنْ لَا Zambala. It is as if he never had sin. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives you. Inna kama da'utani wa rajawtani. Right? And this shows that the dua ma'a raja mujiban limawfiratillah. Wa hunaka man yad'u wa huwa ta'ifu dhanbi rabbihi. Right? Never think Bad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make dua, think and know that Allah is going to forgive you. You can't want to make dua and you say, Oh, Allah forgive me, inshallah. No. Oh, Allah forgive me, amen. Allah must ajib dua'ana. Oh, Allah accept my dua. And know that when you stand up there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Never think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't forgive you. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reported in the hadith Qudsi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says that ana inda dhanni abdi bi that I am to my slave what he thinks of me. You think good of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is going to treat you like that. If you think that Allah didn't forgive you then that might be the reality. So always think good of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Prophet says غَفَرْتُ لَكَ That he would forgive you. And we all, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. And then he says, يَا بْنَ آدَمْ O children of Adam, لَوْ بَلَغَتْ ذُنُوبُكَ عَنَانَ السَّمَةِ Meaning, مِنْ كَثْرَتِهَا وَتَرَاكِمُهَا بَلَغَتْ عَنَا سَمَاءِ سَحَابُ الْعَالَمِ That even if your sins were to reach to the clouds, you had so much sins. And then, ثُمَّ اسْتَوْفَرْتَنِي غَفَرْتُ لَهُ And then you seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive you. This is the mercy that 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has on his slaves. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting for us to seek his forgiveness. He's waiting for us to ask him to forgive. Right? So never feel shy that you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Adam, لو بلغ تنوبك عن السماء ثم استوفرتني غفرت لك right? and this also is an encouragement to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself in one hadith after 100 times used to say astaghfirullah after 70 times in another hadith is to make istighfar daily. And this was Rasulullah. Inna faftahna laka fathan bubina liyafiraka Allahu ma taqaddama min dhambika wa ma taakhar. That even had he committed future sins, he will be forgiven to wipe out the Ya Ibn Adam, innaka law ataytani bi qurabi al-ard khataya thumma laqeetani la tushriku bi shay'a لَأَتَيْتُكَ بِقُرَابِهَا مَغْفِرًا And even if you come to the whole with to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sins equivalent to the size of the earth but you are a mukhlis لَوُدِّين لَا يُشْرِكْ بِي شَيْئًا You sincerely worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not commit any sin then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you, will reward you like the size of the earth. Right? And this subhanallah, a beautiful hadith to end off the book. And this brings us to the end, alhamdulillah, of Arba'in al-Nawawi, the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi. And there are 42 hadith, alhamdulillah, in the book. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant a success. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever good came from this, that we can implement it and we can benefit from this. And if there were any mistakes on my side, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives my shortcomings and he grants us success in this world and more so in the next Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik Ashadu wa la ilaha illa Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh